Looking for another day Just to try and get away It's a holiday It's a holiday It's a holiday A Jason A Jason Welcome back guys It's uh, May 25th May 2-5 Wish I could say it was horrible exes Who taught you valuable life lessons b-day day but i don't know if that one exists <laughs> relationships each participant um plays their part how long is too long to stay in a toxic relationship when have you said too much when have you done enough it's hard to say i think we've all got our bruises. I think we've all experienced this. You know, we've had this moment happen. We've had those relationships, those those lessons. I say take the good and, you know, take inventory on the roles you played. Look for healthy relationships to use as a barometer to to aspire to and come to an understanding of who you are. You know, dim the motherfucking lights. Shit. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't, don't actually take a shit. You know, breathing in poop mist is a real thing. It's really gross. Um, you know, this is, we're, we're setting a bath here. We're lighting, we're lighting some candles. We're going to throw on some simple and reflective tunes and, and grab a towel because it's towel day. Are you up for a bath bomb? <laughs> well, if you are, you fancy little bitch. Um, it's National Bath Bomb Day too, and the stars are aligning for a self care session. No bullshit, no bullshit, guys. It's National Wine Day and Chardonnay Day too. Conspiracy, maybe. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe these guys, like, bath bomb people were like, hey, wine guys, hey, towel guys. Um, it ain't bath day, but damn well could be with this accoutrement of uh, wet, reflective, dimmed down, soothing situation, right? It matters not. Matters not. Right now, it's all about you. Hmm? Reflecting in a pool of your own filth. And maybe... Maybe it's a lover, friend, some fiduciary fuckface you wasted years with, working for, working with, working at loving. No, 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 no. If you've invested your time, make sure you get your returns. They weren't just gaslighting, love bombing, narcissists with overinflated egos. No, you let that shit fly. You were a fly in that shit. You may be a bit of a turd too. Like, you got that ego too. We all do. And and maybe you knew that they and their family imagined this my big fat Greek wedding type of um, family affair that would just be one celebration under an Orthodox God and an overly prideful life you have to coexist 
uh, and eventually forcing your kids into and, you know, just just Windex and wipe those little memories clean as you repackage what an acceptable amount of Greek pride is because it's Greek pride day. Um, maybe you think, you know, Greek pride is, uh, simply Mykonos, tiny mankinis, chest meat, and even tinier tufts of lower back hair <laughs> for me personally. And I don't know, maybe this is a somewhat like American trait. I, I have a love-hate relationship with pride, typically because there seems to be a lack of education that goes hand-in-hand with it and, like, around it. And maybe that's because they've been censoring things in books here, you know? I don't know. Like, look what's happening right now in the current landscape. But, But for years, it just seemed like those oozing with pride were just, you know, flag-waving, tattoo-wearing cuisine eating, drink guzzling, boisterous man boys claiming superiority. It was obnoxious. Like maybe that's youth. Um though I will say I think shifts in the sharing and access to information have caused all of us to dive a little deeper and it's actually kind of nice. Some of the social branding of it is a bit vomitous at times, and um, the commodifying of us, them, we, you, they, I, is getting kind of crazy. And if you don't think that it seeping into, you know, the, the capitalized industry of it all, um, or even just like personal relationships, for instance, personal, I got a friend of mine and, um, he isn't necessarily like exploiting this newfound sense of pride and interest and and embrace of his culture by like putting it out there for the world to see um, in some sort of, you know, social aspect or whatever it is. But it's kind of been unique to witness his discovery and just seeing how often it's the subject of conversation and how it has influenced the lens through which he sees the world now. Uh, Whether, you know, they're jokes, whether it's serious or just, you know, exchanges, it's very, very reoccurring. Uh, Another guy I know who probably falls more into the, you know, creating like an online persona, um, which, yeah, it's hard to kind of tell between like whether it's performative or genuine. Like it seems like it started there because it's been beautiful to watch and understand like his secret struggle and that he felt powerless. And, and to now he's like sharing, wielding this power of his identity as a, as a positive for himself and, and those and others who can relate. Right. And uh, regretfully as a man with a podcast, I have to say, um, you know, or a person with a podcast. Not all content is uh, is a necessary battle. It's not all battlegrounds. As any relationship goes with how we kind of interact with the world, like I suppose it's all relative, right? 
Um, how do you relate? How do others relate? And, and like, what does it mean to you? Especially, you know, earth is experiencing this next evolution of external identifiers. I feel like, um, I don't know. I feel like in it all, in the mix of it all, my pride rating is relatively low. Yeah, I don't know. Like the last time my pride felt really high was riding home from seeing my Irish grandfather, you know, a foreigner in the flesh for the last time, listening to his favorite song, Danny Boy, on the way home, knowing that <laughs> the pipes were literally calling him. Um, you know, I, I was listening to it over Spotify. I'm driving a Prius. I'm driving down the five in California, yet something, whether it's like biological or ancestral, there was just this feeling inside of me. And yeah, I still haven't learned about his homeland like I said to myself, I would during that trek home. But I think, you know, when the time is right, I will. Wine day, man. Wine day. Um, pour a glass, raise it, and cheers to growth. I personally, I prefer, you know, the purple stained teeth. Uh, but white wine weekends, <laughs> Those could be fun too. Not maybe not the next day, but uh, yeah. If you if you're a natty wine writer, you know a, a neo classic, the latest deep sparkling red type of guy, gal, they, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Well, go back, go back to pre communist China, you know, and in, in seven thousand BC, a little little bit further back than that, right? They haven't always been bad guys, but, you know, not not saying aligning any sort of perspective or mentality with who and how people choose to be, but, um, you know, the wine enjoyed in the olden days is a distant relative to the wine enjoyed today, just like our ideologies. You know, you had your red wines, your pink wines, your greens, your whites, and blue grapes were used by the Egyptians to prepare their wine. And occasionally they'd add palm dates and figs and and pomegranates, you know. So there's a lot of different ways to enjoy wine. And believe it or not, wine has had a significant impact on the economy and shaping of societies throughout history. The trade of wine allowed exploration of different cultures and paved the way for philosophical and religious ideas. It wasn't just always religion and science kind of moving the mark. There was other money and, and other endeavors involved. So enterprise isn't always a bad thing, but you know, think about it. Like wine was often cited in the Bible from the time of Noah all the way up to, uh, you know, Jesus H Christ. It's often debated that um, the foundations of Western society were built on wine. From East to West, Western culture, Western society, 1812, Spanish missionaries, 
you know, Spain is still one of the biggest producers and suppliers established California's wine country north of the Bay Area. California still leads U.S. wine production to this day and is now home to over 4,000 wineries statewide. The most frequently visited winery in the United States is the Biltmore Estate in Asheville, North Carolina, with over 1 million people annually. The most expensive bottle of wine sold is a Domaine de la Romane Conti Grand Cru, 1945, priced at $558,000. Pinot Noir is the most drank wine in the world. Italy, most popular region. Here's a, here's a couple of fun ones, some strange wines. We're not talking three penis wine. <laughs> I don't know if, if we've got any league fans out there, but uh, a jalapeno wine meteorite wine, bear bile wine, mushroom wine, and garlic wine. Those are some acquired tastes. I don't know. I feel uh, jalapeno could be kind of fun. Like if you splash and you want to add it, maybe that's more of a cooking one. Maybe the same goes for the garlic and the mushroom. Um, You know, I don't know about meteorite or bear bile. Fuck no. I'm not, no, no bile wine for me. I'll pass on all of that. Thank you very much. Do with that whatever you will, right? I personally, I don't believe you are truly an adult unless you've been a member of at least one wine club. And, and I encourage you to go out and join one in person at at any local distributor or market, whatever it is, like interact get involved with the community. Like they hold tastings at their spaces and this and that. And, you know, if you're a person who's just, maybe you're in a new area, you're trying to make friends, you know, you're just transitioning different aspects of your life. Like it's not a bad idea. Now, if you have a problem, don't, but uh, we've been members of two clubs so far in our area. And so far there's only been two types of people like really lovely, helpful, encouraging individuals who just really enjoy it and enjoy what they do. And then snooty fucking hipsters who are basically just trying to show off. They're too cool. They couldn't be bothered. And I'm sure that depends on age, rank, location, etc. But like, like I said, those are our two types that we've dealt with so far. And you can guess which one we're no longer a member of. Um, down to one wine club now. So, uh, hint, one is located on the Venice boardwalk, just, just near it, just adjacent, like holiday adjacent. And the other is off rows. Uh, wonderful. But yeah, so save a special bottle for a big celebration. You know, uh, we picked up our last two from the place we were currently members at, uh, or are currently members that we're no longer picking up wine where these taking a little break, but we're hanging on to those guys to celebrate the, uh, the birth of our, of our kiddo, you know, little things like that, big things with little things, or just snag a cheap bottle, um, for the sake of simply celebrating this very moment, more celebrating and more planning on celebrating things like African liberation day. Huh? How insane is it that they were under colonial rule until 1991? 
That's like when the posturing and, and oh man, the final kind of stone fell and they were, yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. So, so celebrate their victory. That's an underdog uh, achieving one facet of success against the overarching forces of evil. Community and culture versus the outstretched arms of power and greed. Um, Jordan Independence Day and May Revolution Day. Stand up. You stand up too. Just We need to celebrate um, some of these forgotten protagonists. Or maybe they're not forgotten, but internationally they're not recognized. And, and these are huge parts of the story that's making up our current world and landscape you know like let's set some standards for humanity when you know better you do better right and um yeah when how and why have we excused the destabilization and exploitation of peoples and places anywhere in the world like this right, if you're looking, if you're watching, whatever. Um, I think I mentioned it before, but I got my I got my A plus going over here. I mean, still Apple product, etc., whatever. But um, is it weird that we feel like we can't succeed or have nice things without fucking others over, even in the most passive of ways, like just simple, simple ways? Maybe, maybe. You know, before before kids know better, they just they just want what someone else has. You know, like try eating something, and okay, maybe you're not doing a good job because you're not sharing it. But your kid's gonna come over; they're gonna take as much as they want until you teach them how to share. And then, as they grow up, look around you. Um, somehow, we've forgotten again how to do that. Like you'd go crazy seeing how micro decisions had macro effects, but it's something worth thinking about and and encouraging others to do. You know, like from the shoes, the clothes on your back, to your tech, to everything, to the food you buy, it has real effects on the world, especially the way that we're like currently designing and and rushing towards. It's all relationships, man. Every single one of those is a relationship that has a reaction down the road, whether that's the health of those around you and others that you will never see or meet in your entire life. We've had a bad relationship with one another and the earth, and and we got to kick these habits. In the spirit of National Brown Baggot Day, we got to think about the perks of a brown bag lunch. Especially the notes, like the cute little notes. Oh my God, I can't wait to put notes in the bag when they go to school. (laughs) Fuck, my wife is like insanely good at notes. Like she's going to crush me in that aspect. It's like, dad, your notes fucking suck. Mom put like five. She, I have so many notes from her anyways. I'm not talking about, you know, the brown bag or a paper bag full of C notes. Um, okay. It's our relationship with money, guys. I mean, another relationship, more and more and more, just so many levels. I'll leave you with this, okay? Yesterday, I'm walking down the boardwalk with my buddy Brian. We're chatting and 
And all of a sudden, a guy who's completely naked, like, it's just walking towards us. He's got t-shirt, no pants, tiny wing, full bush, full bush. So not completely naked, all right? But I, obviously, I sneak to peek. You have to. You have to. But all jokes aside, like, you feel for him, of course. And and at the same time, though, that's that's a liberty Brian and I might not ever get to experience. Just tea-dicking down the boardwalk without a care in the world. No one to stop us. Not a soul. That man's relationship with existence, rules, the law, it's on a different level. I don't know where that was going. I just thought it was kind of fun. For some reason, every time uh, <laughs> every time Brian comes down, we see a naked guy on the boardwalk when we take a walk. It's, it's exciting stuff. It's what's happening over here in Santa Monica and Venice. So anyways, guys, love you. Appreciate you. Look forward to the next one. Looking for another day just to get away. It's a holiday adjacent.